Welcome to NextCast. My name is Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. NextCast is a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. Every episode, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation both inside and outside the classroom. This episode, we speak to Sarah Nyman, a recent Humber graduate who now works on Humber's Institutional Learning Outcomes Project. We'll be talking to Sarah about the importance of real-world learning and her own experiences making the transition from Humber student to Humber staff. Welcome to NextCast, Sarah. To start off, I was wondering if you could tell us very briefly about the kind of work you do now at Humber. Uh, sure. So I'm I'm a part of the Institutional Learning Outcomes Project, um, which is part of the current academic plan. And essentially what I'm doing is um, we're kind of joining this movement of higher education institutions and industries around the world and identifying what are known as 21st century skills. Um, these skills are soft skills as opposed to hard skills. So they are developed or they're, they're identified in order to help graduates move in a volatile and rapidly changing world. Um, so technical skills change with technology and, you know, they might be obsolete in the next few years, but soft skills are there um, in order to help students really navigate their lives and adapt to the changes that they have no control over. And of course, podcasting is one of those essential yeah, exactly, skills that will never sure. go out of, uh, yep. never become obsolete. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and before you began working on this project, mm-hmm. which I think you started about six months ago, is that about right? Almost six months, exactly. Yep. Before that, and, and this is, a, again, in the sense of full disclosure, you were in a program that I teach in called the Professional Writing and Communications. I was. You were a student there. Yes. Um, but I want to take you back a little bit further than that. When you were in university, when you were getting your, your degree, mm-hmm. um, what kind of practical experience did you have with writing and editing and communications? Uh, very little. Very little. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I have a master's degree, so I, I kind of have gone through the process of writing drafts and editing and, um, you know, uh, adhering to style guides and those kinds of things. But in terms of practical, useful skills that would actually work in in what, you know, quote unquote, the real world. I had very little. And that's actually why I took the program. Right. To try to get up to date. And so for the most part, you and you, you had a master's, so you've done mm-hmm. a lot of writing, but it was exactly. probably more theoretical and very theoretical. only ever read by a, you know, professor or a teaching assistant. Definitely. Like, I think the content that I wrote could have been practical, but I would have no way to know how to actually apply it. <laughs> Um, so the one thing I know about the PwC mm-hmm. program, um, that it something that it shares, it has in common with m- many programs, if not most programs mm-hmm. uh, offered at Humber, there is a real emphasis on real-world learning, mm-hmm. where you do things that uh, actually correspond with things you would do in your industry, out in, in a real job. And in many cases, you're actually doing things in the real world. You're actually partnering with with industry, with people, with industry partners. Um, in the PwC course, there were a lot of opportunities for that, you know, to pitch editors, to to network with other editors and writers and journalists and so forth. And you even worked on a real project for an organization. How do you feel those kinds of opportunities helped you in the job you have now? Um, I think being able to interact with people who are working in the positions that I might one day want to 
see like I see myself in um, was really good with gaining confidence in my own abilities um, and also just being able to see kind of what kinds of things and skills that you need in order to get to whatever point you want to be at. Um, networking was definitely something that I really wish I had taken more advantage of, <laughs> but um, I know there's there's might be some hesitancy in a lot of students to do that because it seems like such a daunting task, but it's so important to be able to um, you know, strike up a conversation with somebody that might actually be able to help you on your path. And it's interesting because now you're working on, as you say, these soft skills. Yep, exactly. That's an essential soft Definitely. skill. The Communication idea. is right there. <laughs> yeah, the ability to just walk up to somebody yeah. and say, hey, uh, exactly. we work in the same field. Yeah, exactly. Um, and with the project that we worked on with our real live clients, which was the uh, International Festival of Authors, um, having the ability to interact with a live client who is giving us the the uh, like the type of feedback that we would be given if we were ourselves working on a real life project and um, just going through that whole process, gaining those transferable skills that we can use in the future. Um, it was definitely it made everything worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sure. it's not always. I mean, I'm not telling tales out of school here, but it's not always a positive experience in the sense of uh, when you're dealing with a real client, mm -hmm. they have, they can be challenging because sure. they have very specific needs. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you were doing this only theoretically mm -hmm. or with a partner in your class, mm -hmm. it would always feel like, oh, we're, we're, I'm only going to get good feedback. I'm only going to get positive feedback. I'm only going to get supported, you know, mm -hmm. fully. Whereas a live client might say, yep. That's not what I need. I need yep. something completely different. This is wrong. Yeah, um, I think an assignment that might be created um, solely internally for the purposes of maybe demonstrating various skills um, would give you all the information that you need transparently. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're interacting with a real client, they might think they know what they need they or they don't disclose certain information that you need, and so you have to be able to adapt to that and kind of figure out how to work your way through it. The analogy I always I always think of uh, in these situations is people I know who 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 play music, mm -hmm. uh, and I play a bit of music, but there's a very different thing when you're playing in your bedroom or in your basement, and then you go to play with other people, mm -hmm. and all these things you you were sure you mastered. Mm -hmm. Suddenly exactly. you get revealed all of your, you know, vulnerabilities and all Definitely. your blind spots and the things you kind of skipped over. So yep. dealing with actual yep. real world situations mm -hmm. show you where those blind spots exactly. are. Exactly. And yeah. seeing how other people view the exact same subject in so many different ways kind of widens your view on everything. So here's a slightly uh, uh, difficult question, which is... Or maybe an uh, uncomfortable question. How do you feel you handled those? You mentioned the networking was something you mm -hmm. thought you, you might have focused on a little more. But how do you right. think you handled it in, in, in the moment? Uh, not very well, in all honesty. Um, Thank you for your honesty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I knew that the networking bit and kind of the interactions with industry people was part of the reason why I did apply to the program in the first place. But, um, and I guess, I don't know what I was hoping. I was hoping that I would magically become like this really outgoing person who could just power through. Um, but regardless of how I actually 
behaved and acted in those situations, just the, the having the opportunities to do it was really the big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just being in that environment and kind of seeing how these kinds of things work so that in the future, maybe when I am more ready to get out there and be a little more assertive, I'd, I'd feel a little more comfortable doing it. And some students, uh, I mean, like yourself, mm-hmm. when they first come up against these, these, you know, they're first offered these opportunities, mm-hmm. they get a little shy or they get a little nervous, yeah. um, either because that's just their personality or because they're used to that other kind of learning, which is all classroom, exactly. all theoretical, and now it's for real mm-hmm. <laughs> or as mm-hmm. close to for real as, as, as we can get. Mm-hmm. What kind of what advice would you give to a student like that who's kind of encountering that for the first time and mm-hmm. feeling a little shy? I think the biggest thing is not to feel ashamed that you're shy. Um, recognize that it is a part of you, and you shouldn't. Don't try to get out of your comfort zone for the sake of getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I think taking things in baby steps as well is really important. Going to an event with people you're comfortable with, with friends, maybe one of them is a little more outgoing and can kind of break the ice for you. Um, I think that is really beneficial. Um, being at in this learning environment, I mean, it is just that, right? It's a learning environment, and you have to recognize that it's a safe space to take risks, but just don't get in over your head, I think. <laughs> like, don't feel like you have to. Um, everybody is different, and in the real world, people with different personalities and qualities are needed um, in various different ways. So don't think that your shyness is um, necessarily a hindrance to your ultimate success. That's good advice too. I mean, the idea of that even in the real world, some people are still shy Mm -hmm. and they do fine. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, You just have to find what works for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that's advice for students. What about Mm -hmm. faculty? I mean, again... Many Humber programs do this. They incorporate mm-hmm. these kind of real-world scenarios mm-hmm. or industry partnerships or mm-hmm. they, they connect with people. Do you feel like this is something faculty should always try to, to incorporate? Definitely. I think, um, I think it's what makes an institution like Humber valuable to its students, especially in the postgrad programs like the one that I took we're, gra- we're university graduates who had no practical experience. Everything was theoretical. Um, and the reason why we took these programs was to get that um, and to get a taste of what it, what the real world, quote unquote, actually is and how to kind of, how to behave in it and how to interact with it. So I think that it's really important for faculty to make sure that they keep on giving these opportunities to students. And I just have one more question for you, which is, who was your favorite teacher in the program? I'm kidding. You don't have to answer that. You absolutely do not have to answer that. Um, thank you so much, Sarah. This has been great. It's been fantastic. And welcome to the quote-unquote real world. Thanks. <laughs> Next Cast is produced by Humber Press and the Creative Productions team at the Center for Teaching and Learning at Humber College. Special thanks to Panit Wah, Santino Pinozzo, Allison Lasorda, Darren Richards, and Eileen DeCourcy. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to let us know what you think, email HumberPress, all one word, at humber.ca. That's humberpress at humber.ca. 
To learn more about the workshops, teaching certificates, and other support offered through the Centre for Teaching and Learning, and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to humber.ca slash Centre for Teaching and Learning. Thanks for listening. See you next time. That's not a pun.